Ahava and blessings. Happy day of the goddess. We are almost in the last quarter of this lunar cycle. So welcome to this space. For those that are new, I am Arya. I am a Reiki master, ordained Magdalene priestess, energy and sound healer, and I am your guide on this podcast that is in honor of the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah is the divine feminine presence, the feminine face of God, and that aspect of ourselves, that wisdom that aligns us with our soul, with the fullest, most expansive expression of our being. So welcome to the space. In this space, we remember, we reawaken, we integrate, we embody the fullness of our soul. And we learn this through many, many teachings. And as I mentioned, I am an ordained Magdalene priestess. And that means that I study the mystery teachings. I I follow the, the Sophianic wisdom that Yeshua and Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary and the Essene tradition held sacred for millennia. Um, I would, I guess, call it the OG teachings of Yeshua and Mary Magdalene and the Essenes. So um, it is an honor to be here. So today I am going to go over the lunar cycles and the lunar cycles, um, you will hear me speak a lot. If you follow me on Instagram, you will hear me speak a lot about the full moon, the new moon, and they are both very powerful cycles and they happen to be the ones that we are the most familiar with. The new moon, if you are unfamiliar, is the time when we are at our most open to the infinite possibilities of the cosmos. It is the void of creation, the void of the moon. And at this point, basically anything is possible. We can rebirth, we can reawaken, we can remember, we can, we actually begin new cycles and new projects at this time um, because it is the most fortuitous in the many ways. The full moon is known <laughs> for making people crazy. Um, I don't know if you've seen that meme where it's the moon and it's full and it's like, well, you know, I'm feeling cute, but um, might make you crazy later. I don't know. Um, yeah, so the full moon kind of gets a little bit of a bad rap and I don't think it really is so much of a bad rap. It is simply because the moon is full and because the earth, we have water over most of the planet or a lot of the planet. We, we ourselves, our physical bodies are mostly water. So the moon has a pull on us, a magnetic resonance that it, that it holds to or that it affects us with. So we, our emotions tend to be more heightened um, we tend to be more outward in our expression. We tend to basically be more emotional, be more, I guess, volatile in our reactions, perhaps, if one is unaware. Um, this can happen. And it's also the time of fruition. So at the full moon, the moon is at the height of her power. The moon is at the, at the, at her most radiant at her. It is, um, in terms of a woman's cycle, the full moon is basically correspondent to the point in time when women are ovulating. 
um, and most women follow the um, the traditional bleed with the new moon ovulate with the the full moon however if a woman is a healer um, a priestess is more in service then it tend then her cycle tends to be the opposite she tends to bleed with the full moon and ovulate with the new moon and this was um, this was for many reasons I guess it just kind of synced up um, if you know that women's cycles if we live together our cycles sync up so women in community way back in the day they would they would honor each other and hold space for each other when a woman was on her bleed because the a woman's was said to be at the height of her power and her purification and it's not purification as she's done something bad and she needs to cleanse it was it was basically a purification for the community a purification of the land so it was basically a renewal the a woman's cycle a woman's bleed was seen as a very fortunate time because it symbolized fertility and many women would bleed on the earth and that blood would go into the earth and nourish nourish the soil so during these times when we lived in community when we honored the goddess and the feminine and we were more balanced in our honoring of the divine masculine and the divine feminine and we work together in community women would be on their bleed during the full moon and the women the healer women the priestess women of the tribe would support them because they bled on the opposite cycle because they bled with the new moon it was very fortuitous that the healers and the priestess and the wise women and also the women who were no longer on their cycle would join the priestesses and the healers and support the women that were bleeding that were menstruating and they also had wonderful rituals around um, when a young woman would begin her bleed cycle the main arc as well as when a woman would stop bleeding and when a woman stops bleeding she holds her energy so she contains that blood so it becomes a very internal cycle so back to the moon the moon holds whether we are aware of the effects of the moon or not the moon is very the moon is very palpable in our world and it is it is a good idea and it's not about honoring the moon um some people take honoring as kind of worship and like you're giving your power away to the moon uh, this isn't what i'm speaking about i'm not speaking about giving your power away to anything outside of you i speak of honoring in the sense of being aware being conscious working with taking it as a as a partnership so the moon again if you haven't heard me say this before symbolizes our psyche our subconscious our emotions our inner world in our natal chart the moon is the inner persona the person that um, you don't necessarily show when you first meet a person so the person that you meet when you first meet someone is their rising sign once you get to know them it's the solar sign but when you really know someone when you like know them you know their moon energy 
that energy of their subconscious, their psyche, their emotions, their flow. So the moon represents our soul incarnated in our body. And it is, um, it is a very, it's a very magical time for me to, when I work with the moon. And I've learned so much about myself working with the moon. So the moon changes signs every two-ish, two and a half days. And based on that sign, we have different interpretations. And of course, based on where it falls in relation to the other planets, yada, yada. There's, there's a whole rabbit hole of information you can dive into. But on a, but on a simplified version, it, because the moon switches signs every two and a half, two days, you will also notice how it's very similar to a woman during her cycle. We switch emotional centers or moon centers according to Kundalini Yoga every two and a half days, two, two and a half days. So it's, we mirror the moon very powerfully. And when it comes to manifestation, working with the moon, working with the cycles, amplifies what we wish to manifest. So we begin with the new moon. We build the energy and experience fruition at the full moon. And then we start getting into the introspective part of the lunar cycle. So when the moon is waning, this is the time to do rituals to let go, to to shed energies and beliefs and systems and thought patterns that no longer align with our soul, no longer align with what we wish to create. Um, the, when the moon is waning, it is a very powerful time to do this work, to do these shedding and letting go rituals. And I also find that it's very healing because as we're going back inwards, going back into the cosmic womb, going back into the void, this is when we start to be able to shift our thinking, shift our patterns and reprogram our brain and our vibration. We can reset our frequency to be more in alignment with what we are desiring. So we are going into the phase of the moon, which is the last phase, the last quarter phase, and that will be tomorrow on Saturday. And right now the moon is in Pisces. So if you're feeling a little bit emotional, if you're feeling kind of you know, introspective, if you're feeling more intuitive, the, this would be why. And it is very, it is very beautiful to work with the moon because the more we work with the moon, the more we understand, we're able to go deeper into the zodi zodiacal archetypes. We're able to go deeper into what these mean to us because every, every being came down with a natal chart chose their natal chart and their circumstances in order to transcend, to go beyond that. Now we can experience the zodiac, the, the different archetypes in a very linear, dualistic, bad or good shadow light aspect, or we can go beyond that and see what is the real teaching? What is the real meaning of this archetype? What is it telling us about ourselves, about our journey into communion with the divine, 
our journey as a soul, our evolution as a being on this planet, on this earth, what is it showing us? What is it trying to tell us? So if you notice yourself, sometimes you may not really feel the moon. Sometimes the moon may be full in Scorpio or some sign um, that is really intense like Scorpio. I guess Capricorn can also be quite intense as can Cancer. You can be in that sign, but you may not feel it. And even though the moon is full, and it might be because of the way that it harmonizes and aligns within your natal chart. And sometimes there's a moon in Pisces and it's a new moon and you may feel it super intense because maybe your sun is in Pisces or maybe it's opposing your, um, opposing your sun or maybe it's conjunct your Pluto or something. Then it can, you know, really, you can feel the intensity of it. And it's going to change. And the more that we become aware and the more that we start learning and expanding and growing into the, the magic and the, the beauty of these archetypes and these cycles, the more that we see that our experience changes. For me, working with the moon really supported me during a time that was very painful and very challenging i was in a toxic relationship and it i was really beating myself up about how i could have lowered myself to the point where i this is what i attract and this was my experience and really shaming and feeling a lot of guilt because the last relationship i left was a great relationship. The man was a good man. We weren't meant to be together. And just he wasn't, he didn't want to get married, didn't want children. It's all good. Um, I'm still friends with him. Why? Because he's a good person. He's a good soul. Um, and there was no, there was no like anger about it. You know, like, yeah, there was some hurt, but you know, it's, it's becoming, being mature emotionally enough to know when something is not in alignment with you. And it doesn't mean that that person or that situation or that thing is bad. You know, oh, that person is a horrible person because we broke up. Sometimes that, per sometimes that person is a horrible person. Sometimes you two just are not a vibrational match. You're going in different directions and that is okay. And having that intelligence, that emotional intelligence to be aware and to not 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 add more negativity to possibly an already painful situation that is great growth as a soul and no shame that if that's not your experience that's that's fine as well we all are here to grow to evolve to learn to expand to really shine to the fullest of our ability and no one can tell you you know, this is how you need to be. This is what it looks like to be awakened or to be enlightened or to be woke, whatever, whatever nonsense is the new word. No one can tell you. People can show you and share with you their experience and how they have grown and how this has helped them or that has helped them. If it resonates with you, awesome. If it doesn't, or if parts of it resonate, okay. That's good too, 
there is no we are moving beyond that that dualistic right wrong situation which is basically it kept us enslaved in many ways enslaved in a system that does not serve us and does not allow us to grow to expand to really honor and cherish one another and really meet each other where we are right now and that is one of the biggest things that the lunar cycles that working with the lunar cycles has helped me do is really be able to understand myself and understand my own patterns that much better so that I can understand when I'm the one that's tripping. I was like, oh yeah, that's me. Um, I'm not being in alignment right now. And be like, okay, I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to go take a salt bath. I'm going to do whatever it is that I need to do to come back to my oneness, come back to my alignment to the divine, come back to that communion with my relationship, the communion with the divine, which is my relationship with Allah, with God, goddess, source consciousness, whatever we call it. Um, again, we all get really hung up on labels and well, well, some of us get hung up on labels and it's not, it's not the label. It's, do you understand the frequency that we're talking about? That infinite consciousness, that's what we're talking about. However you define it is how you define it. And maybe that will change. Maybe it won't. Again, there is no, there is no one way of viewing life. Life is creation. Life is expansion. Life is beauty. Sometimes life is pain. Sometimes life is growth. Sometimes it's taking a few steps back so we can really take stock of the situation and see what's going on. And then from that space of empowerment, that space of being in your power, being in your sovereignty, knowing that you are whole and complete onto yourself. You don't need anything outside of you. However, we all have our desires and those desires may or may not be aligned with your soul. And that's, that's something for us to explore. We all need to explore whether or not we, we have, um, whether or not our desires are really the desires of the soul. And you will hear me speak a lot about the soul, about that ineffable, expansive, that, that part of ourselves that is in union with the divine at this point. And probably having multiple experiences across who knows where, timelines, planets, dimensions, we are multidimensional beings. We are that powerful. We are that expansive. This human form, this current human incarnation is a speck. It's a speck of dust. It's a speck of sand on the beach of eternity. And it is wonderful because there is such beauty if, well, when we feel embodied, when we feel our power and our wholeness and our oneness and our interconnectedness with all that is with the bird that is outside singing or catching its meal in your garden with the trees with the earth beneath you and for me the moon working with the moon has really amplified 
my self-awareness and my growth. And what I've seen is with the people I've worked with, it's the same thing. When they learn to honor the cycles, that leads them to learning their own cycles. And when you learn your own cycles, your own rhythm, you learn how to dance with the cosmic energies. You learn how to dance with the moon, with the cycles of the earth, with the planetary cycles. You just learn because your vibration becomes more and more attuned. And it's a harmonic dance. It's beauty. It is graceful. It is expansive. And it really supported me when I needed, when I needed to really come back to my center and see myself as that expansive being that this situation of pain, of suffering, of disrespect, and how I had allowed myself to be devalued. I had to take my power back. I had to basically say, this person does not define me. The way that person behaves may trigger certain things in me. I don't want to be this person. And that person has to go. And I have to learn how to not be in this situation. Learn how to learn what caused this in order to not fall back into this pattern. And it really, for me, on a new moon, I set the intention that I would be in a relationship where I would be honored, I would be cherished, I would be loved. I, I wrote like a four, five, I don't know how many page manifesto of what I wanted in a relationship, what I wanted in the man, what I wanted in the way we spoke to each other, what I wanted in the bedroom, all of it down on paper. And within six months, that was it. Like I, I manifested a relationship that was, that is everything on that piece of paper and then some, and I would have never expected where it came from. I would have been like, someone would have told me, this is the person you're going to be with. I would have been like, huh, what? Why? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> this is a trick question. What are we doing here? Um, I would have just not seen it, but I had to shift. I had to shift my frequency so I could know what I deserve. And when someone is treating me with that level of respect and integrity and love and allow myself to receive that, because when one has experienced a traumatic relationship, and if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. When one has experienced that, we don't know what to trust. We don't know what that looks like. We don't know what it feels like to be properly loved and nourished and nurtured. We don't know. So it takes a while to not feel like, oh, that person is going to turn on me takes a while to build that trust but that ability to open your heart again that ability to open yourself up again and align with unconditional love receive it feel it give it 
that allows us to heal those parts of our heart that have been wounded. And that is, that is the power of the moon. That is the power of working with the cycles of understanding what is, what, what we're working with, the energetic signature of the time period. And what someone may come and listen to this months from now, and it will reach that person when they need to listen to it. Even if I'm talking about the new moon in Taurus, um, that person will receive it when they need it because the, your medicine is your medicine and it will come to you when you are ready. And that's another lesson of working with the moon and working with these cycles. It's really learning trust and that powerful surrender that is not submissive, that is not giving away your power, but, and so it's not giving away your power, it's not submissive, it is feeling safe and taken care of. It is feeling that everything is working in your favor, that confidence that you are fully supported, you are fully protected, you are being held by the divine and you are in this sacred relationship with the divine and your beloved, the divine, not your physical beloved, your beloved is not going to let you down. Your beloved is going to deliver whatever it is that is in your soul and they're going to deliver it in a way that probably will blow your mind. Let, let the universe, let the divine blow your mind. Let, let that love with your beloved blow your mind. Let that relationship be something that you cultivate. And then, of course, there's a relationship with ourselves. Blow your own mind in that way. Nourish and love on yourself. That is the magic of working with the moon, too. Learning a deeper level of self-love learning confidence in the divine and learning to trust and surrender to the workings of the cosmos, the divine consciousness, to know that that consciousness is you. So you can't, you can't not be supported by that consciousness that is you. It is you. It's just a more expansive version of you, but it's you. And then it allows us to also develop deeper relationships with one another. And sure, someone may not be someone you want to hang out with. That's all right. Let them do their thing over there somewhere. They don't need to be around you if, if that frequency is not what you want. And it does, it's not a judgment on the person, place, or thing. It is simply, this is not a vibrational match for what I am creating and having the courage to stand in that. That's just not a vibrational match, so I'm not gonna do that. It's all right. And that's, this is working with the moon. This is working with the cycles. This is learning the sovereignty that comes, that sense of empowerment. And no one can give you that. Nothing outside of you can gift you that. That is something you cultivate yourself. 
you cultivate that through your own inner dialogue, through your own self-exploration, through your own evolution, through your own seeking wisdom and learning new things and not keeping yourself in a box. So constantly be willing to learn, to expand, to shift, to change and not being afraid. Oftentimes we stay in a situation, we stay in a relationship, we stay in a certain way of being and relating to the world because it feels safe, because this is what we have done for 20, 30, 50, 80 years, and this is just the way it is. How many times have you heard people be like, well, that's just the way it is. That's just the way we've been doing this for whatever, so there's no other way. Like, that's a very narrow perspective, and that's a very uninspired perspective of relating. It's like, why would you want to think that you know all that is? Well, maybe if you're a narcissist. Um, But most people are like, yeah, I know some things. I'm, I'm personally... I'm pretty skilled and I'm pretty good at many of the things I do. And it's annoying when I have to learn something new that I'm not gifted at <laughs> because I am used to things things being easy. Me just picking it up. And it's challenging. But I still push myself because I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to fall into that complacent, arrogant place. That's not who I want to be. So for me, part of my priestess uh, mystery school training is learning the, what is this called? This is the, it's the frame drum and it's aligned with the moon. And heavens, this was freaking hard to master. And I still haven't mastered it. (laughs) But it was difficult. And in the beginning, I was like, what the? This is some nonsense. Um, And I was was really pissed. Because I'm like, shit. Like, if I've done this lifetimes, how come I can't remember how to freaking drum? I remember how to chant in Aramaic. Um, (laughs) But my coordination, apparently, this lifetime with my hands is, is not as good as it probably was in other lifetimes so for me the drumming takes a minute and it takes it takes practice it takes me it takes me really surrendering to the process surrendering to the drum and it frustrated me at first and sometimes it still does and I'm like no 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 this is this is part of me fine-tuning my expression learn learning that it's okay to not be the best it's okay to not pick things up quickly yeah I'm pretty goddamn spoiled (laughs) I'm used to you know you're used to Aria picking things up quickly and rocking and rolling and doing whatever needs to be done and you're you're used to that this is this is where you have to Train yourself to be okay with doing your best, to learning what it's like 
to do your best and to not feel shame or guilt or nonsense, whatever other, you know, muggle type of emotions we may feel about, you know, what we're, what we're going through because, oh, this is difficult. Like, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult to realign your brain, to create new neural pathways and create new ways of being, thinking and doing. It's difficult. It's difficult to not do something that you're used to doing. It's difficult to not fall back into the old habits that keep you dumb, that keep you enslaved, that keep you in a toxic relationship, that keep you hurt, that keep you out of alignment. It is easy to fall back into those patterns. And for me, the things that are difficult, like the frame drum, is teaching me this is how you don't fall back into those patterns. You do what is challenging. You go through that and you excel at that. You excel at realigning yourself. You excel at doing your best and at being okay with this is, this is what I can do today. And honoring yourself for being able to do that. And that is, that is the, the teachings of this lunar energy, of working with the cycles, of understanding that we're not always going to be the best and we're not supposed to be. We're not here to be perfect. We're not here to hit every note exactly the way it needs to be hit, which is the way I was when, when, my, um, when I was singing. So for those that don't know, I'm a classically trained soprano and whenever um, I would go with my coach, my singing coach, she was wonderful. And she would be like, you have to stop being afraid of not making a sound and being afraid that it's not going to be good enough or that it's going to be off. If it's off, that's fine. You have to trust your voice. This was what I was told. I have to trust my voice. So this is the message, whatever it is, whatever it is that we're doing, you have to trust yourself, trust your inner wisdom, Trust the inner guidance you are receiving. Trust that alignment. Trust that you are held by the divine, that you are safe, you are supported, you are loved. You are always being nurtured and nourished. And this is part of that teaching, working with the cycles, working with the harmonics of the moon, working with vibration, working with sound. Because sound is powerful. Sound shifts the water in your body. It shifts the, the way that you're, the neurons in your brain fire. So it's, I would say it's magic, but it's really not magic. Magic is simply what, what we cannot explain in, in terms that we are aware of at this point. But I'm pretty sure that on other realms manifestation and certain forms of magic have been explained we're just not at the point where we can do that right now right now so that is the beauty of working with the lunar cycles it's that deeper awareness that learning yourself that developing that growth that trust that surrender that expansion that really getting to the the depths of your soul of bringing that infinite light down and using it to be of service, to support one another, to love one another, 
to walk kindly and gracefully on the earth, to see ourselves in a grain of sand, William Blake. But it really is that. It's seeing ourselves in all things, in the harmony, in the beauty, in the wind, in the struggle, in the depths of our darkest nights of the soul, knowing that we need to go into those depths, into that void, into that emptiness, which is the new moon, in order to realign, to reawaken, to rebirth ourselves, to manifest, to set new ways of being into motion. And then we continue the work. And every day is another opportunity. Every moment is another opportunity to realign, to reawaken, to integrate, to shift, to adjust, to grow, to expand, to shine. And that is what we are here to do. We are here to shine, to expand gracefully, and to show others this is what you can do as well. The magic, the music, the beauty is all in you. It's all around you. If we just slow down, align, integrate, recenter ourselves. Sometimes we have to recenter ourselves. It's all good. And we do this. And this is the work. This is the work. So I'm being called to share a little light language with you. So let's take a deep breath. Inera shere hara inera surumaya nada ine uda serenada ine ara serena hara inudu serenada inere uda mara serenada ine de serenada ire uduna hara inada serenada ire serenada ine de marae adum inera serenada ina serenada ine ara unudu serenada ana sere ara ishuru yanasea ara ishuru nada sere marena marserenada ina dai Ana ira serenada inet har inera nada mara serene arun inera serenada inna har inera mara serenada inera arin ara sereru ara ur mara serenada inera shuru mara serenada inne ara ara serenada har inera maserenai inna se anna uruna ara serenada ahat ira maserenai ise anna uruna nada maserenada anna har inna mara shun inna se anna ashuru yasai breath exhale so I um so light language is um it's a bright it's a language of vibration it's a cosmic language of it's a language that holds no duality. It's a language of light. So it's just tones, vibration, sound, frequency. And it has the power to shift us. And um, it is, uh, it's powerful. Like I felt that one 
like align me and it felt most of it in my crown chakra in my throat and in my third eye so like my head area it was um yeah I'm gonna have to take a listen to that because um I wasn't planning on channeling um today but here it is you got a bit of a healing channeling of light language and I am just going to wait and see what unfolds from that I thank you for listening and following this uh, will be our sound healing for this week and I do welcome you to please share this podcast like it give it a five-star rating please I would love to grow this and grow this community it is one of my intentions and um, yeah so please share this comment five-star rating Um, I would love to hear from you please feel free to follow me on Instagram I will leave the information in my show notes. And if you have any questions, of course, please feel free to reach out to me. Enjoy the sound healing that is coming up next. Have a blessed day. Ahava.